Yeah.
Skate Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. Metal fucking mood today after last night. Oh, boy. We got story time, people. Oh, and it's good story time, people. First, though, let's say some good mornings, and then we will get to story time. Oh, I can't wait. I Last night, let me just put it this way. Somebody fucked around, and then they found out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm so excited to tell this story this morning. Um, well, the freaking dog. Look at that. Straight fire first one here. Good. He says, happy turd day, ass. Well, happy turd day to you as well, my friend. Hangtown Jen is in the house. She says, morning, ass. Well, uh, Jen, we have to learn what the muddy oyster is. Muddy oyster. Deep anal penetration followed by a rapid pullout, resulting in a shower of doo-doo spray all over someone's badge. There you go. Yeah, you, you don't want to do the, the muddy oyster. I, I don't see that one being very good. That, but that's just me. That's just me, though. I mean, what do I know? I don't know anything. Uh, Alicia's here. And, and Alicia, we have something special for you. Alicia, you deserve your walk-up music on this show, and I found the perfect one last night. Alicia says, morning, ass family. Happy Friday Eve. Alicia, this is for you. Don't trust the farm. No, never trust the farm. Might not go the way you plan. But if you got a farm, try not to push too hard. Or you might just go and shit your pants. There you go. Alicia, you have music now. Oh, Hangtown Jen says, anyone else uh, reflexively headbanging even just a little? Oh, I was. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Warbird is in the house. Andrew says, holy shit, y'all, it's Thursday and I have a day off. Can I get a Ric Flair woo? Woo! 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 You get three woos there. Jen says, Slipknot was Tyler's first concert at 12. He's now 28. God, I'm getting old and I can't wait to see him as old folks. Straight Fire says, you and I are in the same boat, Jen. <laughs> Y'all aren't old. We're, we're, we're aged. We're, we're mature. We're better. Oh, and, and I felt that way last night. Man, oh, man. Last night was the first time I was ever happy to be in my 50s. I'll just say that. Derek says, good morning, ass family. It's Friday Eve. Let's do this. Hangtown Jen says, damn, just a full throttle morning, and I'm all for it. The last song is the song from the original Hangover movie when they're, when they're getting clothes. Uh, it, it, it's called, uh, uh, well, shit, I, I deleted it. Recently played. Well, uh, no, you can't be honest there. Recently played. Oh, uh, man. Jesus, I have to go all the way down to the bottom there, don't I? No, it didn't even give me that. 
Uh, anyway, it, it, good song, whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sanchez family, yo to you as well. Douglas says, happy Friday Eve, all you fine-ass family people. Dominic, what is up? Dominic, you haven't been here for a while. I haven't seen your name on here. Good morning, ass family. Gold says, morning, ass. V. Coop says, with Greta Thunberg stage arrest, I thought of a new show to do. When people like AOC or Greta want to be arrested, they get arrested by Derek Chauvin, who, by the way, is in the news today. Not gay says, boner to ass. Mmm. V. Coop says, story time, folks. Strap in, strap on, strap match, whatever. Just be ready. Oh, it's on like neck bone. Uh, doo-doo spray all over the vet. Uh, Alicia likes the song. Good. I love it. Yes. I just saw that on Facebook yesterday. LOL. B. Coop. Derek Chauvin has just filed me. Don't get out of me. Age, mature, old, whatever. I want to see them do a proper show without throwing out their back. I want to enjoy a show without slipping my <laughs> a disc myself. Look, I saw ACDC, and they were all old. That was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Stinkfist says, good morning. Just booked my annual Super Bowl trip to Vegas last night. Let's hope Big Cock Brock is playing that day. He might be. We'll see. Uh, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy is going to be in today. We will talk about all the playoff games this weekend. Now it is story time. So as I started yesterday's show uh, on a, a, a down note, the losing uh, of a professional wrestler uh, named Jamin Pugh, uh, also goes by the name of Jay Briscoe. To me, this reminds me of three different states of the human condition. That's Mark The Briscoe, one being, his brother. you're barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Number two being, you're playing with fire. Fire. And number three being, you're letting your mouth write checks that this you is, can't cash with your ass. ass. Yo, can't cash it with your bitch ass. Greatest promos in the world. Killed in a head-on car accident. They're still investigating it. His two young daughters were both critically injured. One a little bit more serious than the other, but they're both underwent surgery yesterday. Uh, all this stuff. And I thought to myself, I haven't seen an outpouring like I've seen on social media through all, all the different social media stuff. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Twitter, Twitter especially. The outpouring of love that people, wrestlers even, and people had for Jay Briscoe. Honestly, haven't seen that since the passing of the great one himself, the American dream that it does the rose, babies. Jay Briscoe wrestled in Ring of Honor Wrestling for 20 years. 13 times they won the tag team championship. He was the world champ twice. He's got accolades that, that, that stretch a mile long, including what I think is the greatest match of all time that Tommy and I got to see live in person, the double dog collar tag team match. Now, Ring of Honor is owned by the same guy. His name is Tony Khan who owns All Elite Wrestling, AEW. Now, there is a, an executive at Warner Brothers who had a real uh, hard-on for the Briscoes because Jay tweeted out nine years ago the word faggot about somebody. 
Now, and it's kept them off of national television on AEW. The WWE had this guy who ran the company for a while, or was one of Vince's right-hand mans, John Laronitis, who's happened to be the brother of Road Warrior Animal. And he was terrible for the business. He said the Briscoes would never amount to anything. They didn't have the right look when they were 17 and 18 years old. Fast forward 20 years, they're one of the most celebrated groups in wrestling ever. And I thought to myself, you know, with all this outpouring of love for Jay Briscoe, AEW will have to do the time-honored tradition that they've done for Owen Hart. They did it for fucking mean Gene Okerlund, one of the greatest announcers of all time. I have zero problem with. They did it for Eddie Guerrero, who died of a drug overdose. They did it for Chris Benoit the next night. And Chris Benoit murdered his family. Jay Briscoe was driving his daughters home from a cheerleading. So I thought to myself, no brainer. This is going to be easy. They can put up a, a still photo of Jay and, and the wrestlers come out and they ring the bell ten times. It's a tribute that's been happening for years and years and years. Well, mm, did that happen? Uh, the answer would be... That did not happen. They had a still photo of him, and some of the wrestlers, not all the wrestlers, were wearing armbands that had his name on there. And if you stayed through the two-hour live show and then the hour taping of uh, Dynamite that they do at AEW, <clears throat> you could have stayed for the hour-long show that they taped for Jay Briscoe for Ring of Honor, which you can go and join their website, which Tony Khan did pan that out, and I thought to myself, wow, what a shitbird. What an absolute shitbird. Now, I'm still going to continue to watch that wrestling because, well, I like wrestling. So I decided to voice my displeasure in a group that I'm in on Facebook called The Cult of Cornette. Good morning, Cowboys girl. How are you? Um, and I went on there, and I, I, I said that I, I thought that was trash. I thought it was terrible what he did. Um, Tony Khan could say fuck the executives because he does have a good product now. They're getting ratings, and he could have gone back to this. And by the way, that Turner or the, the, the Warner Brothers executive who was mad about a tweet nine years ago, how about you let me see your Twitter feed and your emails from nine years ago, and I can go ahead and cancel you too. Oh, you don't like that plan? Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, I thought you wouldn't like that. Oh, by the way, by the way, before we continue, t uh, we got to do t-shirt time real quick. It's t-shirt time? Yeah, it is. 1210 is t-shirt time. It is 1210. It's t-shirt time. It's a good one. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Everybody knows it's t-shirt time. So nice. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up now. I'm just trying to let everybody know so they put their t-shirts on. 
Uh, today's T-shirt is a Ric Flair T-shirt. It is the most famous thing that Ric Flair has ever said. It says, you're talking about the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss dealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, woo, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time keeping these gators down. One of my all-time favorite Ric Flair's. Do, do I have it in here? Hold on a second. Do, do I? Wait. Uh, no, I just have this one for Ric Flair right now. Remember this, girls. None of you can be first, but all of you can be next. <laughs> now, back to the story. So I voice my displeasure, and you have to get uh, uh, the group's permission, and they, they said that that post was fine, and they put it up there. Well, I guess because of the people that I talk to and associate with when we talk pro wrestling, we ain't a bunch of pussies. And let me tell you, did I ruffle some feathers last night. I got into one uh, disagreement with a, a fella, a gentleman. There was no, I, I, I did not resort to name-calling yet. He and I went back and forth, and we disagreed on something. And at the end, I wrote, look, this is my humble opinion. You don't agree with it, and guess what? That's okay. I don't agree with yours. We can move on now. That's all it was. I was putting my opinion up on the page. I wasn't really trying to stir a pot. I put my opinion up there, which is what I thought we did in this country. But I'm wrong. And I found out firsthand last night how wrong I am. Whitewash, good morning to you, my friend. By the way, it continued into this morning, and and I, I will walk you through this. So that guy and I got done. He didn't say anything more, and I, I thought I had ended it respectfully. Well, holy shit, he's back. I've been waiting for this. Man, oh, man. Hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? He says, oh, my God, good morning, ass, and AIG. I've been in Vegas for a gun show for work. I hate this town. Japanese word of the day is fuka... Fuzakira, nah, nah. Translation, stop fucking around. Yeah, Fuzanir, your car. Whatever it was. I'll work on that. Mage, good to see you on here, pal. So uh, so I voiced my displeasure, and then a bunch of people start coming after me. A bunch of jackals. Just like that sound effect I played yesterday. Big fat lines just sitting there. And we got all these hyenas and jackals coming up and nipping at me. Till one came and I just couldn't. I, 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 you know what? Forgive me, ass family. Young man by the name of Aiden. Aiden's a strapping 19-year-old who decided to question my knowledge or authority on anything saying, oh, it's people like this that give, uh, that is why wrestling fans have a rap sheet. I mean, the kid's so stupid, he meant to say why they have a bad rap, but he said rap sheet, so he came after me. 
Um, Steph says, uh, are you a cop? I know a few cops that went to that show. Um, so he decided to come after me a bit there. And, and I said to, I said something on the lines of, uh, look here, young fella. I was just giving my opinion. I've been a wrestling fan for over 40 years. And this is what I thought. I'm sorry that I hurt your little feelings with it. Something to that effect. Because I'm no longer in the group. Well, Aiden decided that he wanted to fuck around. Well, and Aiden found out. And I'm very proud of this, what I did. Now, there's another fella uh, who, who hit me this morning. I'll, I'll tell you about him. But Aiden decided to come out and say some things. I, I said, Aiden, you're probably still under the belief that Andre the Giant was slammed for the first time by Hulk Hogan. And he comes back and says, no, it was Harley Race. Which would be true if I said the first time slammed in America because Harley Race did slam him. Harley Race was, in fact, the third person to pick up and body slam Andre the Giant, a man who weighed 700 pounds. He slammed him on the outside of the ring, by the way. Harley Race did. The first fella to slam him was this guy. Oh, oh, it, it was a Japanese guy. Strong, not Kabuki, but Strong something was his name. Uh, strong Kanichiwa. I, 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 it was something strong something. First guy to ever slam Andre the Giant, and it happened in Japan. The next time happened in Europe by a guy named Mad Dog Vachon. Now, see, Mad Dog Vachon, that one's pretty impressive because he was about five foot six, five foot seven. Said he was five nine, but we all know athletes lie about their height. I think people under the age of 25 should never speak because all of them have nothing interesting to say because they don't have any life experience. Everyone knows that 19-year-olds are stupid. Alicia, what's worse than a 19-year-old that doesn't realize they're dumb, right? So he comes back and says, oh, it was hardly raised, but uh, if, you're, if you're talking about outside the U.S., uh, do you have a name? And I wasn't going to go back and forth. It was getting late last night. I said, no. <laughs> Scab is six foot. <laughs> um, no, he's not. Um, so I, I replied back. I said, no, no. I, 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 have, I actually have to go to my job in the morning, so I need to get some sleep. Uh, what did I say then? Oh, I, this, is, this, is, this is where I started because he decided to come after me. I said, I have to get some sleep. Why don't you go back and nurse on your mama's tit before I do? Now, young little Aiden didn't know that he had woken the sleeping lion. Because now I wasn't going to sleep. Now I was waiting for a response. Somebody had said something in between there about things, and I said, look here, I wasn't the one that resorted to name-calling first. But since you pulled me in, and as MJF would say, and, and I did quote this, um, I said... <laughs> 
<laughs> and and like I yes, I am proud of this. I said I'm better than you. And you know it. Well, they didn't like that. So then young Aiden decided, you know what? I'm going to continue to poke the fucking bear. Young Aiden came back to me and said, he says, man, you ain't got to try to put me down for being a kid. I have more memorabilia and wrestling knowledge because I studied the 70s and the 80s. And he said some derogatory term about me. And I said, wow, that's impressive that you studied and you have memorabilia from all the matches that I've actually been to. (laughs) And this is where I decided, (coughs) hold on. Ooh, snuff went down the wrong pipe. Um, This is where I decided that, well, the gloves are off now. I said, hey, Aiden, can you tell your mom to clean herself up? She's starting to smell like gas station sushi. Well, then young Aiden decided, ooh, I'm going to fuck around some more. And he says <laughs> something to the effect of, you know, I'm a 19-year-old. Uh, I graduated with honors, top of my class, all this. I worked to put myself through school and train. So, old man, you got to stop coming at me with this, this kid shit. So then I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to go to Young Aiden's Facebook page and see what Young Aiden's all about. What I found was fucking comic gold. This is why I know sometimes the world is on my side. Not, not all the time. Not, not hardly ever is the world on my side. But last night it was. Because I said, wow. Aiden, congratulations for graduating top of your class. I think Ted Kaczynski did too. And I said, I didn't realize you worked in your mom's cooter. He's from like, uh, I want to say Virginia or something. He works at a place called the Krusty Krab. I'm not making that up. I called his mother's cooter a crusty crap. <laughs> so then Aiden decides to come back at me and goes, I can see the skin tags popping. I have a lot of skin tags. I, I Look, I'm not very happy about it, but you're going to come after my skin tags? That's the best you got? Boy, you are messing with fucking Mike Tyson of words here, son. I can see the skin tags hanging out from your shirt. And then he puts a bunch of dots and he goes, how long does it take for you to lift your belly and wash your thing? Wash my thing. By the way, he stepped in it right there, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you, ass family, I'm a trained professional, but I will use the old classics as well. So when he asked, 
how long it takes me to lift my tummy and wash my thing. As Joe Biden would say. Nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class. Right? And it's, it happens to be a three-letter word. No, no, no. It's, it's three words. And it's ask your mother. Which made me laugh my ass off, right? And I thought, young Aiden, please stop. This is getting to be too much. Aiden decided to come back again and say something. I forget what he said this time. And I just, I just replied. He said something about my weight again, which, okay, you're going to make fun of me for fat. Okay, well, you're, you're done. He said so, something about me losing weight, and I said, oh, oh. Oh, at the end of that, when I said ask your mom, I then re-wrote re, uh, a thing saying, look, I have to go to work. Or uh, He came back at me and, and, and oh, oh, this way. He said, you need to lose some weight. And I said, I don't need to lose weight because your mom loves the way my belly rests on her head when she's down there. And really, tell her to wash that thing. Aiden still didn't have enough. And he goes, well, you got to go to work, so uh, I could send you a dollar if you're hurting that bad. I said, your mom already pays my fucking rent. Seriously, wash that thing. And that was the end of our exchange. So then somebody this morning, guy, I think his name was James Iowa, He decided to come after the king as well. And he said some some things, and I didn't respond until he decided to call me a Bubba the Love Sponge cosplay person. Now, Bubba the Love Sponge was a a big disc jockey in, in Florida. It's the same guy who allowed Hulk Hogan to fuck his wife while he filmed it, most likely masturbated. I know personally Bubba Love Sponge. I talked to him after I left another show. He wanted some information. He wanted to put people down because he was just breaking into the Sacramento market and stood no chance there. And I said, no, I'm not going to give you any information, blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, would you like a job? And I did not want to move to Florida. And I said, no. And, and, and I heard his show, and his show was just garbage anyway. He offered me a job. So this guy decided to call me out on that. And I said, oh, Bubba Love Sponge, I'm sure you were one of his many, many pedophile-like listeners. Okay, because I, I, I just wasn't having it this morning. I said, I put up an opinion piece on this page, and all you pussies are so butthurt over it. It's an opinion. You don't have to agree with my opinion. You don't have to like my opinion. When you start calling me out and calling me names, I, I love, I'd love to have a discussion with you. The one guy, the first guy I told you about, I didn't mind that conversation. That was a good conversation. He and I went back and forth, back and forth. We didn't agree, so so be it. Don't care. I'm never going to meet this fucking loser. James, Iowa, I might, I might go to try to live, meet. He lives in Massachusetts, so that'd be kind of a trek for me.
But I told him, I said, look, man, if you're feeling froggy, then jump. Oh, what's that word salad? I'm like, fucking hey, It's not word salad. I'm just telling you. You want some? Come get some, bitch. And then I, I decided to write him saying, look here. I thought this group was for wrestling fans and not snowflake pussies. So uh, the bad guy, and I put the, gi- the gif up of Tony Montoya walking out of the restaurant doing the... Uh, you need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Because that's me. I am the bad guy. And I pretty much ended with, this group is a bunch of fucking pussies. Fuck off. Click. And then I left the group. Boy, oh boy. Man, oh man. I remember when wrestling fans, you could talk. Not today. Boy, y'all are a bunch of little, 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 little titty babies. That's all you are. By the way, I keep seeing this picture Fans are freaked out by Brie Larson. Now, we all hate Brie Larson on this show. Alicia especially. Alicia, I believe that you call, you, you, you would say to her... You need to stop being such a cunt. Uh, uh, that she, Alicia would say that to Brie Larson. Well, Brie Larson has got a trainer, and she's wearing her hair down, and she's got fake tattoos on her arm. So she's obviously making a movie, stupid fucks. She didn't decide to go out and get a fucking full sleeve. Idiots. Now we can start the show. I love that kid's uh, like a kid that needs a throat punch. I have clothes older than this kid. I study the 80s. We lived in the 80s. Yeah. Alicia says, oh, I fucking hate that yeasty cunt. Yes, I know. All right. Something happened in the NHL uh, two nights ago, and we're covering it right now. It's more of the pussies in our society. There's a Canadian sports writer named Sid Sixario who is hammering the Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov. That's a guy I wouldn't poke. Anybody who's got more consonants in their last name than vowels, You might not want to fuck with him. I'm just saying. Especially if he plays hockey. He decided to boycott the organization's festivities surrounding its Pride Night game. And this sports writer appeared on TV to call out the NHL and to fine the Philadelphia Flyers $1 million dollars for what this man did. Now, the Ruski here, Ivan Provorov, came out and said, I don't have anything against gay people. It's just something that I don't want to celebrate. My belief system, I don't want to celebrate this. Now, we can have a discussion about that, or we can have a discussion about anything. Um, This pundit goes on to say the theme from the National Hockey League is that hockey is for everyone. The theme isn't hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do what you want. 
If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, it properly or reevaluate what you're doing because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing on any league. He is trying to say that this hockey game that the Flyers were playing that night was not meant for hockey. No, it's a celebration of gay pride. Now, I I don't have a problem with the team having a gay pride night. But when your feelings try to trump someone's belief, that is where we hit the fucking, where the rubber hits the road, if you will. I don't think forcing players to do things is the right way to do anything. If a player wants to take a knee during the national anthem, we can all hate it, and that's fine. We can hate it. But he's got the right to do that, as much as it pains me to say that. Now, There are consequences to someone taking a knee before the national anthem. I don't think Colin Kaepernick's playing any time this weekend. That and the fact that he's not good enough to play in the NFL anymore. But this hockey player is is being drugged through the coals in the media because that's the media narrative, is that he hates gay people. He's never come out and said that he hated gay people. Hey, uh, Mr. Cesario, or whatever your name is, why don't you go and try to take on the Mormon church as well? Hockey should only worry about hockey. Well, I'm glad you got to it before me, and... Correct the mundo! Stop all these fucking causes and play the game. The most important thing that that night was happening was the hockey game. Mr. Provorov did not wake up when he was three years old somewhere in Siberia and put on skates and say, I can't wait to to play in theme night games. There's one thing happening at the wherever. I don't think they play at the Spectrum anymore. But the one thing happening is not a gay pride rally. No. Now, if that was the case and a hockey game broke out, well, I would expect all the hockey players, since they're at a gay pride event, to be gay or at least support the cause. But this is a fucking hockey game. This guy's trying to get his mind right. He doesn't want to go out there. Maybe he's superstitious. Maybe you guys think that's stupid. But maybe he doesn't want to wear the special rainbow warm-up jerseys and things like that. Maybe that throws him off his game. Or maybe he just doesn't want to support this cause. He's not saying to put them in jail. He's not saying to burn them at the stake. He just doesn't want to be a part of it. That's our world. Last night, or this story right here, is the the biggest example of the world that we live in now. That no matter what the main event is, 
if there's some tertiary thing, and yes, I, I, I said gay pride would be tertiary in this event, as would military night, as would cocker spaniel night. I, 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 and I'm not trying to put down the gay pride thing. But all it is is a theme night. The main thing happening is hockey. People are not buying tickets. Maybe, maybe there were some gay people that bought tickets to the game because they wanted to experience the gay pride thing. Okay, great. I will say, I, I, I'll go out on a limb here and say that in Philadelphia, <clears throat> where the Flyers are loved, even though they suck, I'll keep this a relatively low number. 97% of the people bought tickets to watch a hockey game. There you go. Um, Big Coop, 100%. Cowboys Girl says, see, this is where they're shoving it down our throats. Well, they're trying to. Why the fuck do people care so much? When you try to make a spectacle of yourself and no one wants to be around it, throwing a tantrum and wanting to point them out and vilify them is such a turd move. Way to be a toddler that doesn't get their way. Mm-hmm. I believe the same thing happened this summer with Tampa Bay Rays. A few players didn't wear the rainbow patch, and they were vilified. Swoosh, good morning to you. I believe you're right about that. You see, what they're doing, what the narrative is here, because I love the word narrative, and I use it all the time now. By the way, when we take a break, uh, I'm going to have a, uh, an interesting um, breaking news topic for you, personal one. Um, <clears throat> what they're doing is they're equating these two things the same, and they're nowhere even in the same ballpark. Let's go to the Tampa Bay Rays thing. The player doesn't want to put a rainbow flag on his jersey, okay? So he doesn't. He walks out there without the rainbow. Now, I'd look at that and go, whatever. What that side and what the the crybabies are trying to do, and I'm not going to vilify the whole gay side because I know a lot of gay people that would be like, no, I'm going to a fucking hockey game. It's at 3% I told you about. That look at the Tampa Bay Rays player, and they the, instead of seeing nothing on his shoulder, they see a rainbow flag with a gigantic red circle and an X through it. That's what they see. There's a world of difference. Christopher says, I don't get it. From a business perspective, you should want to do what appeals to your audience. You know, serve the customer. The hockey fandom is probably the most conservative group of sports fans next to NASCAR. A pretty R group. Why alienate your customers? Well, because, Christopher, that's a great point, great question. I'm glad that you asked that question. And I'm, I'm not saying that as a terrible, you know, auditor. I'm glad you asked that question because that's a great point. The first thing that we need to know about all sports, NASCAR, hockey, football, basketball, soccer, First and foremost, before anything else, it's a business. Now, the Philadelphia Flyers, NASCAR, I don't think NASCAR will have a gay day, but that's just me. They are trying to get new customers to their product. 
And this is a way to say, look, this is a friendly place. First of all, wherever Philadelphia plays, if it's a Spectrum or whatever, it's named after a bank, it's in Philadelphia. That's never a safe place to be. Philadelphia is a ghetto. It's like America's biggest ghetto. And, I mean, you think about it. The guy who is the representative of Philadelphia is... The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. That, that, that just got to tell you something right there. I mean, I mean, seriously. It's a business, and they're trying to draw up more customers. And what they're doing is they're looking at the NFL, because the NFL was genius with this. Why? And, and us football fans, we hate it. Because they sissified the league. How many people last weekend were bitching about roughing the quarterback penalties in games that were called? And they were bad calls. I agree. I'm a football fan. See, and this was my whole point with wrestling last night. Today's wrestling is nowhere near what it used to be. The bloodbaths, the fucking great territories, all that kind of stuff. Well, football is nowhere near what it used to be. It's now a cleaned-up, homogenized version that if you hit a guy too hard and it's a violent hit, well, we have to throw a flag on it. Why? And I'm sorry, ladies, I have to do this. It's because women who have come to the league, not intelligent women like the ass family women, but they've come to the league and they said, oh, that's too rough. I don't want to watch anymore. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for this stuff, I, I, I'd want They conduct these think tanks with women. Why? Because women spend money. It all comes down to the business aspect of everything. Once again, the only color that matters in this entire country is the color green. You can say red, white, and blue until you're blue in the face. You can say Caucasian. You can say Black Lives Matter. It doesn't matter. The only color that matters is green. And the NFL... If they can draw more women watchers, they can get more advertisers. Oh, and by the way, charge more. I believe it was a few years ago. Bryant Gumbel, I was watching Real Sports, uh, that white guy Bryant Gumble on there. And um, they said that the the... There are a lot of people, and you don't see this a lot. I'll I'll get to what you don't see here in a second. The NFL is mainly ran by beer companies. The number that I heard, I don't know if it was true or not, was a half a trillion dollars in advertising for beer happens with the NFL. Let me tell you that number again. A half a trillion dollars. That's $500 billion dollars is advertised by just beer companies in the NFL. Now, there was another group that the NFL used to give pretty much free promotion to, and now they don't. Why? Because of the snowflakes. And you know who that group is? Does, any, does anybody want to take a guess? A group that the NFL used to have at their stadiums 
and used to promote like there was no tomorrow. Does anybody know what that group was? And you hardly see any advertisements for them anymore. Oh, we have a winner. Well, we have a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, the first one on here. Whitewash says military? Correct the mundo. Because people didn't want to have images of the big, bad military during their football games. So the NFL pretty much said, well, uh, we're not going to let you at our stadiums to sign up anymore. We're going to run a lot less of your commercials or we're going to have to start charging you. Military can't keep up with that. Cigarettes? No. Uh, The gays? (laughs) No, it was the military. I I don't know what to think anymore. Look, look, I understand business. I I understand that, that business has ruined all sports. I remember those few, the proud, the Marine commercial. Absolutely. The Army commercials. Hell, the Navy, the, the Navy put out a goddamn movie about the Navy SEALs. It was a giant two-hour recruitment piece, and it was a pretty fantastic movie at that. I'm not talking about the Charlie Sheen one. CFL fans. Um... But this is our world that we live in now. We've allowed all this to happen, and we need to start trying to take it back by putting down one snowflake at a time. I did my part last night, and I will continue to do my part each and every day that I am broadcasting on this show. I am tired of us being a bunch of soft, weak pussies. They just do a salute to Service Week. The one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? No, no, that was Navy Divers movie, not Navy SEALs. Oh, fuck, I can't think of the name of it now. But it was, was, and they had, they used like actual, you know, SEAL footage, and they were using actual boats that the SEALs use. And and there were some people that did, you know, bitch and moan. This is just a two-hour recruitment piece. So? Uh, so now before we uh get to the time where i gotta call joe uh we have a bunch of stories that we gotta get to um including uh i i told you about Derek chauvin uh he's appealing his murder conviction the george floyd murder conviction you know, the, this guy. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's uh-huh. death did. Barney, it's raining here, and that makes me sad, so I'm going to take the next six. <laughs> Zach, that's funny. Longhorn Wiener Dad, good morning to you. Never ask a Navy SEAL about that movie. One of my... Dearest, dearest friends in Reno, I consider the man a brother just like Whitey and Dave, my tattoo artists, and his brother Dave the Piercer. I consider my friend John a brother. And uh, no, it wasn't with Kelso and the guy from Yellowstone. Um, 
they were in San Diego when they were filming that movie, G.I. Jane. And they absolutely, and by the way, every time it's on, I text my buddy. I go, hey, G.I. Jane's on. Loves that. Uh, do you remember the Great Nine Line commercial that the NFL did not want to show a few years back? No, I don't remember that. Um, you're thinking of Hot Shots Part Due. That's it, Scott. Thank you. Yes, Hot Shots Part Due. Um, Derek Chauvin, I think it takes a lot of courage for him. It, it, I'll say one thing. It takes balls to do what he's doing. Derek, you're never going to get out of prison. I know that you're only sentenced for 22 and a half years. Brother, you are done. Act of Valor. Thank you, Sawyer's dad. That's the name of the movie. Might watch. Let's see. Give it a link here. Is this the movie? Oh, beautiful for heroes proved in the Self, their country loved and mercy more than life. That's pretty awesome, right there. I gotta say, that is an awesome commercial. Um, I never would have got there, yeah. But to, to act of valor, yeah. Derek Chauvin, look here, you can appeal your case, you're not going to get out. The world's narrative is against you. Now, look, you can come at me. You can say, well, what about all the drugs and George Floyd said? Great point. Great point. But no, I'm sorry. Look look, look here. I got to go along with with the narrative here that Derek Chauvin, who put his knee on a dude's neck for 20 minutes, probably, probably a bad cop. Just saying, probably a bad cop. Now, a cop that's not a bad guy, but, well, once again, this, this ravenous pussy society that we live in now. What's this fucking guy's name? He doesn't have a name. A police chief in Minnesota, who, by the way, happens to be black had to apologize for posting thin blue line symbol to celebrate National Law Enforcement Day after a woke mob descended him on him. The flag, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is black and white rendition of the U.S. flag with a blue stripe running over the star, under the stars, which represents police officers standing as a line between law and order. Now, I love that other groups can go out and dismantle the flag any way they want to, but when police groups decide to, to do it to honor their own, they're bad guys. Um, the symbols sub- subsequently sparked outrage when it appeared in a January 9th social media post from Golden Valley Police Department. Holy shit, a police department is putting up the, the thin blue line flag? On National Law Enforcement Day? Well, how fucking dare they?
after being forced to delete the post, the chief wrote in a follow-up post that its message had been misrepresented by citizens who called in to complain. However, despite this, the chief, the town's first black police chief, acknowledged the flag had offended some and thus could be deemed offensive. What was sarcasm? Uh, the the fact that he had the audacity. Yes, oh, that was that was dripping in sarcasm. I, I I mean, honestly, it's National Law Enforcement Day. What are we supposed to put up? Flow from progressive because she wears white and blue. I I I. I, I it, it, a woke mob is mad that a police site on Facebook. On National Law Enforcement Day, put up their symbol. I'm fucking lost. I am so lost. Do you truly hate the police that much? Now, now, I'll tell you this right now. There are bad police officers out there. (gasps) Arnie, how can you say? There are. Shit, I know four bad disc jockeys. They're bad cops. They're bad firefighters. They're bad doctors. Bad lawyers. Most lawyers are bad. Um, let's see, bad chefs, bad waiters, bad waitresses. And I'm not talking about not good at their job. They're just bad people. There's bad baseball players, bad NFL players, bad hockey players. Not the guy that we talked about today, but some people think he's bad. But they're actually bad people. Bad priests, absolutely whitewashed. What I'm trying to say is that every group has their bad apples. Now, I wish police would would clean those apples out a lot quicker. I really do. I truly do. But it takes time. That... that Midwestern that they like to call bad sportscasters, amen. Tony Romo, that fucking tight end from Carolina who's now on Fox. That guy sucks. If you hate police that much, what are you going to do when somebody assaults you? Let, let, me, let me clean that up. If you hate the police so much, who are you going to call when I assault you? Hmm? Hmm? That, 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 that's what I thought. And, and, and believe me, if I know the police aren't coming, I'm kicking your teeth in. I, look, look, I might not win the fight, but you're going to get hurt. I'm just telling you that right now. I, I, I'm, I'm done trying to use words. I'm done trying to reason with people. Reasoning with people nowadays who aren't like-minded. See, we used to be able to reason with people who we didn't share the same ideas with. We could reason with them by saying, look, we're never going to agree. And you can go on your way. But now that, that other side mainly, and, and, and the, this side too, 
both sides have got to that point of no, you're going to uh, you're going to respect what I have to say, and you're going to start living your life the way I say to live your life. I don't live in that world. You try to pull that shit on me, it's on. It's neck bone time, baby. Megan Hall was a good cop, very giving. That woman has, she needs to move to somewhere where there's no internet. If you don't know who she is, she's the Nashville cop that fucked all those other cops. By the way, husband is staying with her. I mean, when she walks into a room, uh, honest, I, this is what I understand. She has her own walk-up music now, and, and congratulations to her. When she walks into a room, somebody say, hey, we want some pussy. Hey, hey there's Megan. We want some pussy. <laughs> oh, all right. Now, I got to take a break here because I got to call Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Um, and we have to talk sports. We have a lot of sports stories to get to, including all the NFL picks. But I'm going to give you a little tease here, a little tease that Braddy Kid and I talked about last night. There is about a 98% chance. I heard you got a job at five guys. Well played, Timple T. God damn it, just got coffee through the nose. I did it again. Another spit take. Super cuck, I bet he was in the corner with the video camera. Oh, I'm sure. There's a 95% chance, we're keeping it 95 right now because I still got to talk to people, that I will be in the West Coast before the fall. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. And uh, all I'm going to say right now is, no, it's not new material, but it's material that you've wanted to hear. 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. She was a waitress at the only joint in town. She had a reputation as a girl who'd been around down Main Street after midnight. Brand new pack of six. A fresh one hanging from her lips, a beer between her legs. She'd ride down to the river and meet with all her friends. The road goes on forever and the party never ends. Sonny was a loner, older than the rest. He was going in the Navy but couldn't pass the test. So he hung around town, he sold a little pot. One day he got caught But he was back in business When they set him free again The road goes on forever And the party never ends is playing eight ball At the joint where Cher works When some drunken out of towner Put his hand up Cher's skirt Sonny took his pool cue Laid the drunk out on the floor Stuffed a dollar in a tip jar Walked on out the door She's running right behind him Reaching for his hand The road goes on forever And the party never ends 
Sonny jammed her down in gear Sonny looked at Sherry Said let's get on out of here The stars were high above them The moon was in the east The sun was setting on them When they reached Miami Beach I got a hotel by the water And a port of Bombay gin The road goes on forever And the party never ends Sonny knew a man who knew some Cuban refugees that dealt in contraband. Sonny met the Cuban in a house just off the route with a briefcase full of money and a pistol in his boot. The cards were on the table when the law came busting in. The road goes on forever and the party never ends. The Cubans grabbed the goodies. Sonny grabbed the jack He broke the bathroom window And climbed on out the back Sherry drove the pickup Through the alley on the side Where a law man tackled Sonny And was reading him his rights She stepped out in the alley With a single shot for ten The road goes on forever And the party never ends Got back to the motel just before the break of day Sonny gave her all the money and he blew a little kiss If they ask you how this happened, say I forced you into this She watched him as his taillights disappeared around the bend The road goes on forever and the party never ends It's Main Street after midnight just like it was before 21 months later at the local grocery store Sherry buys a paper and a cold six-pack of beer The headlines read that Sonny is going to the chair She pulls back on the main street in her new Mercedes Benz The road goes on forever and the party never ends I'd give anything to go back days I was young On the way back to old Pambo I'd sit down on the lake bed Stare at the sun Then I'd walk out in the water Let it cleanse my soul Spend my days up on quicksand There I would play 
Wild as a rattlesnake Right from the start I'd push all the stem Swing all day Well, she was the first girl That broke my heart Miss the days when this old life Was free from all this pain and strife all sorrow it has grown I'd give anything to go All the way back to Panbow All the way back to days when I was young Spend my summers hearing stories About the one got away On the dock down at Watts Bar Every 4th of July Uncle Everett was the coolest Never had a word to say When he dies the only time I ever seen Powerball cry Every Sunday we'd go visit My great-grandma Mary Ann Lord, I cried just thinking about How good she was to me My great-granddad, Eli was Coal-mining man Not a tooth in his head But his eyes held to see Missed the days when this old life Was free from all this pain and strife and all the sorrow it has grown I'd give anything to go All the way back to Panbow All the way back to days when I was young I'd climb up on high tops, stare out far as I can see At the one and only home my heart has ever known People say Man, 
Look, look, I had to end the song. I had to end the song. Why? Because people are getting word of this, and I wanted to break it. Not on the not on the site here, but, but, but me. Thanks to both Braddy Kid and Tommy for both sending this to me. The breaking news is that prosecutors in Santa Fe, New Mexico, have made the announcement that Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Uh, The film's head armor, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, was also charged with involuntary manslaughter, and both face a maximum of five years in prison. You're goddamn right. All right. The wheels of justice go round now. I don't have any illusions of grandeur that Alec Baldwin will ever go to prison and get butt-fucked, but at least he's being charged. Oh, no, 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 no. By the way, buenos dias to you, Ogre. Oh, you never have to apologize for... Nobody has to apologize for being late. Like, just go download the first hour. You don't want to miss the first part of wrestling talk today. Uh, But his fucking back is hurting, so, hey, good vibes going out to you, Ogre, and your back. Alicia says, glad to hear you're here. Sorry you're having a rough morning. Quote Alec, no, 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 no. Well, well, really now, even though he empathetically said he did not pull the trigger, and how many years will uh, just exceptionally deadly gun face? Uh, look, the except, oh, the gun, the gun won't see any prison time. No, the gun's not going to see any jail. By the way, the director who was also shot did not get charged. Stinkfist says so. Two years probation. Yeah. But at least he'll have a felony on his record, and he can't vote anymore. <laughs> oh, 
All right. Uh, let, let, let's call up Joe because um, I, uh, I, I told him I'd be calling him. So uh, let's see. Joe, call. I think this number, I hope this is the right number. Well, the bullet went in her and then, like, clipped into him, too, the director fellow. Hello. Joe Murphy? Oh, barely. Barely? Oh, I don't like hearing that. Are you tired out from this? the the sex workers, like, going over to Switzerland to, to, to fillet all those world leaders? No, what, uh... New York, New York City is uh, no longer a sanctuary city, and they will not accept me. So oh, I, that's I jump on back here with Forrest Gump. Oh my God, that's terrible. Gosh, now, Joe, you know, I'm I'm worn out. <laughs> I, I can tell. I mean, you're you're a hardworking man. I am actually. I'll be honest with you. You know, I went to the store. The, it, it is like an ice skating rink here okay. outside. Yeah, it's cold yeah. here today, too. It's like 56. Whoa, buddy. You better put on a parka. <laughs> it's about, what? I think it's about 20 here. Okay, all right. And it literally is ice. It's an ice skating rink out there. Mm. And so I went to the store to get perhaps a breakfast muffin. Okay. Maybe a, a, a brand muffin, some OJ. Yep. Uh, I like to start my morning with a brand muffin and a 10K run. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You got to clean that system out, Joe. Ah, uh, my colon is just, I mean, you don't want to look up there, buddy. No, I don't. You, that, oh. That's one thing that you've said that I totally agree with, Joe. I do not want to ever look up your colon. Because uh, I got pictures. I, I'm I, I know you do. I've seen them on the internet, and I just scroll right by them. I know. It's a, you know. You know. These are, these are, it's a scientific <laughs> miracle. They're also in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I'm surprised that you can get away with putting those kind of pictures on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah. So anyway, it, it, you know, it, it literally is uh, for real. It, it's solidized. The streets are solidized. It's extremely cold. And I walked down to the local convenience store, mm-hmm. and they're they're there to open at seven a.m. At seven fifty, I cannot help you. They're still not here. Oh no, they weren't there. What no, I showed up, and nobody showed up. It was like seven fifty. Of course, you know me; I don't have a temper at all. No, no, no. You're a good Irish. Good Irish lad who doesn't have a job. Yeah. So, you know, Just I, like I handed out money to some of the other people waiting, and I, I casually walked home and said to our father. <laughs> so no bran muffin, no orange juice for Joe Murphy this morning. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, That's I, was just, I got a little right weight. I took it out on some close uh, uh, friends of mine, a close person of mine, <laughs> and uh, I feel bad. But I got all hot-headed, and uh, I haven't been that upset since the last Coldplay album. <laughs> now, that's funny. That's funny <laughs> shit right there. Uh, Joe, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, first thing I want to talk about is this Florida recruit that might not be able to go to school there because his NIL deal is so ridiculous. This kid is supposed to be getting thirteen million dollars from the University of Florida. 
Okay, I thought it was supposed to be like a, uh, you know, like a, a Budweiser or a Coca-Cola or somebody or a Nike or something to pay them. Well, from what I understand, the it's it, the NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. So you can sell that to whoever wants to buy it. And this quarterback's name is Jaden Rashad. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh, California, four-star recruit. I don't know why they're paying him $13 million. He's only a four-star. Um, he signed the, the deal with the Gator Collective, which is probably a, a, a group of wealthy alumni, if, if, if you're catching what I'm, I'm throwing there. Why, uh, Tim Tebow leads that prayer yeah. service every Sunday. Um, the, the Gator Collective is paying more guaranteed money than any group in the country. That's crazy. And and the gay and he says he might not go. Oh well, because you know he's like he thinks he's Shaq. You know, well, uh, Florida's going to give me thirteen you know, and I want twenty six from uh, Alabama. Uh, it, let's see. The leader of the group didn't have the money, so they didn't really have the thirteen million that they offered him. And now he's saying, "Well, if you ain't got the thirteen million, I ain't going there." <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll go back home and have some ramen noodles and wait for a better offer. I, I I don't know what to think about all this shit happening. They have to put a stop to this. They have to put a stop to this NIL and this transfer portal. It's going to kill the game. It's free agency. It's crazy. I mean, it, I, we, me and you, before they even started, we both said it's going to wreck the college game. And it, we thought it would take a few years, you know. But uh, it's already uh, just... You know, just it's just money, and it's wrecking college football, just like we predicted. Oh, uh, uh, totally agreed. Uh, I saw a story yesterday, and, and and I didn't save it, but one of the main receivers for Georgia. Now, why would you transfer from Georgia? You're riding two national titles. You're going to have a great recruiting class. He's going to enter the transfer portal and possibly come to Texas. Really? Now, why? I mean. Yeah, that, that, that's just, it's crazy, too. Guys are turning. I mean, what happened to the good old days when you got a, an envelope full of a couple of hundred from some uh, Texas millionaire? Mm-hmm. Look, th- this is what I've said all along. Let's get rid of the transfer portal. Or or they can transfer, but they have to sit out a year. I, I'm, I, I'm fine with that. They can transfer. They don't have to stay all four years. But you got to sit out a year. Um, like they always did. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's. Hey, we invested a lot of time, yes. a lot of money, recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we're giving you your books, your school, your housing, your food. Uh, we're paying for a quality education. And so, if you want to leave? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, we're not going to stop you, but you, you know, you got to sit out a year. Uh, yeah. You know, because you can't just uh, bop around. You're not John Elway, okay? Yeah, and you, and you didn't ain't, start free agency, yeah, John Elway. You ain't John Elway, and you ain't fucking Eli Manning with your daddy Archie Manning saying, "Oh no, he's not going to play for San Diego." No, 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 no. You haven't reached that level yet. You're still a high school kid who gets to pick his school, and you should have to stay there or be punished by sitting out a year. The NIL thing. Let's get rid of that, and let's go back to the old days of not punishing schools who want to pay their own players. Have, have you seen, uh, first off, uh, the Pittsburgh, California, mm-hmm. there's no H at the end of the Pittsburgh. I did not know that. Yeah, there's no H at the end of Pittsburgh. And I once knew a kid from uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, he he had his uh, shoes stolen on the way to school once. Really? It's a quality town. Quality. 
Warburg says maybe he's tired of winning, so he's transferring to Texas. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Hey, Georgia, whip your ass this year. shoes stolen. I mean, he really did. I was like, wow, that's a rough neighborhood. But, boy, you know, I mean, like I say, let's get back to where you went to school. Have you seen Coach Prime? Yes. Did you see where he's – He it's like he doesn't even bring up education. He's just talking about getting these kids to the NFL. Well, Jackson State, you know, you might have two that are going to go now because, you know, because of – but, you know, I, you don't – when you go to a Jackson State, you don't you, – your first uh, incentive to their folks when you show up and you're at the dinner table, and, you know, coaches at the dinner table, he wants to talk to you about coming to Jackson State – I think the first thing they should lead off with is, is the education part of it. Well, they used to. And, and, and I will say this about Coach Prime. When he was at Jackson State, he talked about education. He had rules for his players. Now, I don't know. I haven't seen him talk a lot to I've seen a lot of the videos for Coach Prime. And Coach Prime is luring guys there with fancy cars and NIL deals because he wants to win a national championship. I can't fault him for that. Not at all. That's his, his job is to win that football games. That's his job. It's a professor's job. Now, if these kids don't go to class and he puts in a rule in place that says you have to go to class like he did at Jackson State, then that's something. But I got a question for you, Joe. How long before Coach Prime is in the final four of college football? Boy, you know, it, it may not take that long. I mean, not, you know, he's got, he's got, you know, he's got some top guys in the country going to Jackson State and now at Colorado, mm-hmm. he is gonna. Uh, I predict instant results. Uh, you know, I a winning record. What were that? One in twelve this year. One in eleven, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, something like that. I look. Yeah. I I think they challenge for the Pac-12 title this year. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm with like, you. That's probably one of the fastest impacts. Uh, you know, fastest turnaround that, that a school will have. I I see that coming too, because like you said, you know, Colorado was just horrible. Their players dog shit. You know, Dog shit, and and at, at one time that was a pretty good school. I mean, way back in the days of of uh, what was it, Eric Bieniemy? Did he run there? Was he running back? Eric Bieniemy, yeah, uh, Rashawn Salami Sandwich, yeah, uh, uh, Cordell Stewart. Yes, uh, Slash. Yep, yep. It was there. Yeah, there was. They, I mean, they had some good programs. Uh, McCartney, when he was the coach, he wanted to take over the rivalry. When the you know the uh, Oklahoma left or, or Nebraska left, uh, and uh, there was going to be no more day after Thanksgiving Nebraska Oklahoma game. Boy, he wanted to move in and be the new rivalry. And uh, and and Osborne, I loved Osborne. He just played it down. They said, "Ooh, is that your new rival? That's uh, Colorado." And and he just he would uh, Osborne say, "Well, you know, we're going to prepare for it like uh, for just like we prepare for Iowa State." <laughs> well, for them each week. You know, just yeah, he said that, you know, and he just infuriated him because he wanted to become, you know, they'd have it marked in red on their calendar of Colorado. And so and, and all we did was wear uh, shirts around that said Oklahoma sucks, but Colorado swallows. So <laughs> Oh, I love college. College is good. Now here's some good news. And I've been sitting on this story all week. This is not breaking news at all. Jim Harbaugh has said he's going to stay at Michigan in 2023. Good move on your on his part, you think? 
Well, I, you know, I give them, I give them uh, some respect for that because, you know, what is the biggest thing, even before you start talking about a national title, what is the biggest thing Michigan football wants? Uh, to beat Ohio State. That's right, beat Ohio State. And he finally got him there. I think it's, I think it's nice he's going to stick around and see if he can, you know, keep the, the program going in that, in that direction. Because they didn't beat Ohio State for I don't know how many years until, until they finally beat him this year. And, and let, let me, I, I think he's good for college football. I think he's better for college football than he is for pro football. Yeah, yeah. When you, you just kind of felt that when he left, you know, the Niners. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and went there. It's like he, that's where he belonged. So him staying there and sticking with, you know, hey, uh, I came here to turn, you know, to help this program to improve it, to beat Ohio State, uh, get a shot at, at the title. And uh, it's nice to see somebody stick around, you know, and do that. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Look, and, and I'm not taking away from his NFL career. He, he had a great job coaching in the NFL and did a great job. He took a team to the Super Bowl. You can't knock that. Um, but I, like I said, I, I think he's better. In, it, personalities like his are better in college game. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that's the thing in college. I mean, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I, you know, said, you know, in college, you know, you 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 not only have to win and do all the things you have to do to, to have a good football team, you got to babysit. Yeah, you know, these kids are they're getting into trouble, and and uh, you so know, what, you, 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 there's so much home. more you got to do in their lives. You got to be like a guidance counselor, not just a football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, um, look at it. You, you, you got young men who are leaving home for the first time. Some are thousands of miles away from their home. Of course, you have to be a babysitter. Mm-mm-mm. I when I showed up in Nebraska and I got in my dorm room and I was a thousand, two thousand miles from home, or fourteen hundred, and I was really bummed that my dorm didn't face the west. You know, I wanted to at least look home. And the only thing I had was my clothes and my hi-fi stereo, which I set up. And uh, I re- I still remember the first song that played when I was and I was homesick already you know just homesick already mm-hmm. just showed up and I had to listen to Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> God, you were you were such a sensitive man. This is why I love I, having you on the show. I still remember you know, it was the first song I set up my stereo. That was it. And I went to bed that night, and I was so I was so sad, so uh, homesick already. And that was the first song I remember hearing. And uh, you know, and uh, crocodile tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, There you go, Joe. That was just for you. <laughs> just for you. Um, I just found this story. I didn't send this one to you yesterday. Sorry, I just found it. Live Golf has reached a multi-year broadcast deal with the CW Network to air its live tournaments, tour officials announced yesterday. So, so wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. They're putting... Golf on the CW. It, it'll go. It's gonna come on right after hanging with Mr. Cooper. 
<laughs> and and a four block set of good times. Yeah, well, don't forget two two seven. That'll probably run too. Oh yeah. boy. Man, yeah. oh man, that's, uh, way to that's go maybe a CW, you know, which reaches easily uh, one-tenth of America's homes. <laughs> I mean, way to go after your target demo there, old white guys. <laughs> yeah, on the CW, yeah. you know, YouTube is taking <laughs> over the NFL package. I, 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 I do not like, I, I haven't looked into it because I saw the story about the NFL wanting to go streaming and not being with DirecTV anymore. I am fucking livid. But here's the good news. They're still going to be on Fox. They're still going to be on that. I live in a major market now. I live in Dallas, so I'm never going to miss a Cowboys game. So they can do whatever they want now. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah. And by the way, you live in Reno, and you can see every game you want. All you got to do is go to a casino. Right, right, yeah. They, everybody, they, they have them all, and and even even you, know, if you remember bullies. Uh, yeah. They actually put a, a, the the name they, so people don't fight and scream. Hey, put this one on this TV. They put you know the games uh, uh, on each TV. They have a little uh, piece of paper saying what game is on. But yeah, and the sports book, of course, the best place to go uh, because every, you're, you're guaranteed every single game. Um, but you just have to you have to start drinking at like yeah. nine in the morning. Yeah, which, you know, back in our day, we didn't have a problem with that. No, we had no problem. No problem with, with that. The $1.99 ham and eggs was good, too. Oh, let me tell you, the Egg Neva, the Egg Neva started out my day, and then I went to the back when the Remember the old sports book, at the Cal Neva? The old yeah. one before they redid it? You remember in the back right, uh, left-hand corner, you had that, that little, little, like, little deli? And you get your egg yeah. nevas made back there. And then once it was lunchtime and you, you had a few drinks in you, it was time for a hot dog and a Heineken that cost a dollar. It was like a dollar fifty a hot dog. By the way, that's the egg McNeva. Oh, I'm sorry, the egg McNeva. But no, no, back, <laughs> yeah. back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and then the hot dog and a Heineken. For, it was like a dollar, dollar fifty. Then it was a little later. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. Because you go up there now and it's not like it was. Yeah, it's not like it was at all, you know. Uh, no. It was only, it could be two in the morning on a Monday, and that bar was just hopping with guys talking about the, the, this week's games and yeah. things like that, and the drink cokes, the free drink cokes they give out. Now, not like it was. It's not like it was. It's just kind of a downer. I, I do tell people, and, and it was a dollar back when I was doing it, because after like four hot dogs, I was like, fuck, I don't want any more hot dogs. So yeah. then they would just sell me a Heineken, a bottle of Heineken for 50 cents. And I'd give them a dollar, and here's your tip. You know, I mean, it, it, it and Heineken was terrible. I never knew you had to pour it out of the bottle to make it taste good. I always thought, oh, whatever, I'm just going to get hammered today. But I tell people this all the time, and am I, am I wrong, Joe? If you've never been to the Cal Neva, you have never been to Reno. Yeah, you. you I mean, the, the club Cal Neva is, you know, that's uh, that is Reno. That was like, you know, because the it, the sign had uh, ham and eggs, and it just said ham, and then it showed two eggs, and and they were the the and the, they made the ninety nine because it was ninety nine cents yeah, for ham oh, and yeah. eggs. That was back in the day. I mean, that was those were good times. I enjoyed watching games up there. Um, all right, uh, before we get into this weekend's picks, a couple more stories from last week. Um, the news is reporting that Tua Tagovailoa will return as the Dolphins quarterback next season with medics confident he can continue playing in the NFL. 
even though he got three concussions this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, that's like we, we, you know, we talked about it last week. I mean, these guys, they're competitive, you know, competitive guys, and they, they want to play. He's a young kid. I mean, the kid played, you know, at Alabama, so uh, he, he wants to win, go to the NFL. Hey, you don't win like you're winning at Alabama. It's a little bit different. And so I know he's just fired up, wants to play. Uh, but, uh, you know, your health is everything. And, uh, you know, uh, who was it, the Steeler that really got that C, the CTE bad? Uh, you know, you, just, you can't hit your head that, that many times. And, and it, it scared the hell out of me to, to but to, to have to, uh, to play. I mean, it just, I've had maybe two concussions my whole life mm. and, uh, and they scared the hell out of me. And, you know, I had a, I had a, uh, I had a little, uh, episode with, uh, they had to put the cameras down my throat, you know, oh, my wow. nose and everything, look at the back of my sinuses down my throat. And there was a, a, a chance of lymphoma. Wow. And you know, we got to do it again. And I, you know, I was just, wow. Uh, you know, I was doing the Fred Sanford, you know, this is the big one, you know, <laughs> I'm coming home. Elizabeth. <laughs> so I, I was just, it just was scary. Of course I went back, they did another test. It wasn't there. Uh, you know, the guy says, you, you know, I would quit smoking if you're smoking. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, it just, it scared the crap out of me. But uh, so if I was to, uh, you know, I, I can't tell the kid. I can't tell the kid to quit because he's a, he's a competitive kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw him get up and then just fall over that time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, he couldn't even run, and it was it was, it was that's just just some scary stuff. Well, I'm I'm going to ask you to to think about something in the future. Does Tua Tagovailoa? Well, let, let's say, God forbid, that he gets done playing football. Let's say he has a good career, maybe gets a, another concussion, whatever, retires in five or six years, um, and then turns around and sues the NFL. Is that right? No, that's not right at all. I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a hard-hitting game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some, some uh, you know, of course, that movie, uh, you know, the – They'd sue, but I, you know, there's got to be some waivers they signed. That, you know, but like, hey, uh, you may get hurt in this game. Um, you've seen the helmets now. You know, the helmets are like space age now. They got the little cushiony looking things on the top, and yeah, and they're really doing everything they can. But uh, they're still getting know, concussions. They're still concussions, right? I mean, you still, you know, and that's why you know the the targeting and and the steering, you know, the helmet to helmet is the. Is, is a really a big deal. They're trying to do everything they can. And uh, no, they I know don't. people that they just, they played football all the way through college, but their, their kids, they don't, let, they're playing baseball and soccer. They're not letting the kids play football because of the, the concussion, the injury. Um, well, you said, I'm going to disagree with you uh, uh, respectfully here. They're not doing everything they can because the targeting thing, have you ever seen a running back called for lowering his head and running into the defensive line? I've never seen that. Yet that's targeting. That's the definition of targeting is using the crown of your helmet pretty much as a weapon. Every single right. running back in the league does that. Right, right. And, you know, yeah, you, you, you're right about that because, you know, it, with the defense that lowers his head, oh, he's in trouble. But the offense, you know, that's just smash mouth football. Put right. your head down and go. And and that's why I when when I see these targeting plays in college, 
and, and and even in the NFL, I get so upset. I mean, like last weekend with the roughing the quarterback, they have homogenized, and I say homogenized to be nice. They pussified the NFL so much in the last ten years, especially. It's it's hard to watch sometimes. And, and you know, uh, I've hit my head on the headboard of the bed so many times. I wear yeah, a football yeah. helmet with all my sex working now. I would imagine. I mean, because look, look. Let, let me let me let me do a quick ad for you. If you are looking for a sex worker that puts his all into it, call Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. You won't walk right for a week, let alone shit right. Uh, yeah, you you're not. Yeah, you you think bad Santa was bad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I wear I wear cleats so I can get the hell out of there quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wear my helmet, and then of course my jog strap is a is a uh, rubber band with a sunflower seed shell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ogre says same thing with the receiver or back giving a stiff arm to the face mask. No penalty there. Defensive player does it fifteen yards the other way. Yeah. It, yeah. They, it, look, look. The NFL has their rules, and they're all set up to be anti-defense. Why? Because people like to see points on the, on the scoreboard. If soccer got rid of offsides, soccer would become popular in America. Why? Because you could score all the time then. That's why it's not popular. Yeah, and that's the one thing, you know, I, I, I pretty much, I know of, of most of the rules of, all, of pretty much everything, but hockey, I mean, hockey and, and soccer, I, I don't quite have the offsides down in soccer. Or the uh, you know, offsides in soccer. I, I don't know when there's an offsides in soccer. I have trouble uh, spotting it. Well, the, the, to me, it, it, it's kind of stupid. I watched some World Cup, and, and like the guy would be offsides because he was faster than the two defenders. So a defender can just slow down, and the offensive player, who they're bringing the ball up, if defenders slow down and that guy runs past him, guess what? Offsides. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just weird to me. I mean... <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll look for that more because I do the, you know, I, like I said, you know, you, you had said before, you need to have a vagina to watch soccer. Um, I do watch it during the World Cup. You know, I, that's the one time I watch because, it, you know, it's, it's an America thing. But, uh, you know, that's the only time I watch it. But uh, I, I just, I, I've never understood a sport where you could end 0-0. Zero, zero. I yeah. mean, bad enough to tie, but there's, but, but nobody scored. I mean, I, and it, you know, and then I love how, you know, I bet on, boy, who did I bet when they won? I believe it was Argentina. It was like a huge comeback. And they lost. I believe it was Argentina that lost. And, but, 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 but I got my money back on the bet, even though, because the other team advanced, but it was officially a tie. Oh, for God's sakes. I, I, I mean, look, look, look here. Look, it, we're the only country that needs a winner. Japanese baseball will end in a tie. I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, we, we, yeah. we let the All Star yeah. game end in a tie once, and the, I thought the I thought America should implode over that. I mean, that was bad enough that we allow ties in sports. Man, there tying is kissing your sister. I, I mean, losing is kissing your sister with tongue, but it, it's still kissing your sister. It both suck. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe in the tie. I mean, and then baseball. You know, with this, you know, you start to remember it second. Just keep playing until no. the game, until somebody wins. That, That's just that, the way it should be. Keep when, playing until somebody wins. When baseball season starts, we'll talk about that gay-ass rule, the new ghost runner at second, which, by the way, makes zero sense because that runner doesn't affect the pitcher's ERA. It's fucking stupid. 
That is so dumb. I mean, well, you know, it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's almost like it's like a beer softball league type really? of deal. Yeah. Um, all right, last story before we get to the picks. It has to do with Monday night's game, which I will bring up the picks. Joe, you had a good weekend last weekend of four wins and two losses. You had me on the ropes. You were four and one going into Monday night. I, on the other hand, was three and two going into Monday night. And then my beloved Dallas Cowboys decided to beat Tom Brady's sorry ass, even though the kicker, by the way, the Dallas kicker, do you know he gave up his credit card? He gave up his credit card. Yeah, because he couldn't get extra points. Oh, he wasn't a Capital One card. <laughs> hey, he uh, I believe he went to Nebraska. Yeah, I think he did. I really do. Uh, I was like, and he's had a great season. But yeah. the story that I want to ask here, 30 million people watch the NFL on Monday night. That is a huge number, especially for ESPN. 30 million. We're talking about Seinfeld almost numbers right there. 30 yeah, million biggest, people biggest Monday watch. night football game for ESPN ever. Yeah. Um, is that the last time we see Tom Brady? You know, I, I, I think so. I, I've heard rumors about him going to Pittsburgh, and I'm just like, that is not a good move. Pittsburgh, huh? I, I mean, I've heard the Raiders. I've, I, I've heard the Niners are interested. But if the Niners – look, look. Brock Purdy has done enough to earn the starting job next year, I would say, for the Niners. Wouldn't you? Right. Oh, totally. Uh, I don't know why they'd be investing in Grandpa Brady – who looked horrible Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he looked bad. You know, and, and another interesting note. Now, when, you know, you can bet now in game, you know, as the game goes on, you know, they constantly change. The, you know, when when they were losing, when the Jags were losing 27 to nothing, okay, um, let's see, and the Jags were playing. Uh, San Diego. Uh, was, yeah, San Diego. But San Diego was up 27 nothing. At that point, there was a bet. San Diego, you had you could you had to bet twelve thousand five hundred dollars to win a dollar, okay? And they were twenty-seven nothing. That's why it was so lopsided. But you you could bet it. Hey, bet the Chargers at twenty-seven nothing. But you got to bet twelve thousand five hundred dollars. And I'm not kidding. That's the truth. To win a dollar, a guy bet like. I don't know how many million. Yeah, I saw this story. Yeah, I heard about. Yes, this. when I what what I mean, you know, no, the bet you do is the other side. You yeah. take you take you take the jag, which you would have won. That you, know, you put five bucks on that, not a million on the other, because it, it's the reward is way way uh, is too risky for for the, the reward. It's, yeah. it's just it's too risky, and it was just amazing uh, that. Uh, and then I read on a guy that bet thousands of dollars. I forget what game it was years ago to win. He won nine dollars. He put up like a million dollars to win nine bucks. Why uh, would you do that? Because it gives you the thrill of the win. Come on, you and I, you and I have, have battled our demons and our, our, our things, and we know these feelings that feel good right now. I chase the feeling of laughter from a crowd because that's better a feeling than any drug I've ever taken. Um, but that feeling of winning, yeah, I, I've never got it with gambling because I don't like losing money. I, I just I, I, I don't like it, and I I've never was a big gambler. But I understand it's the thrill of the victory. Yeah, you know, it, it is. It, it is. A, it, 
it, it's a high, just like uh, just like any addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you should always go to gamble to just take what you can afford to lose. And uh, you know, but some people you know, chase their money, and then they say, you know, there's a saying: a scared money is losing money. You know, don't chase your money. It don't scared money is not good to bet. Nope, nope, nope. All right, let's get to the playoffs, man. Oh man, we've got the divisional round this weekend. A lot of great games starting on Saturday with the 9-8 and eight Jaguars going and playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 14-3. and three. Kansas City is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I, you know what? I'm going to get nutty here. I don't think you're going to believe what I'm going to tell you right Whoa. now. Whoa. Okay. No. I, you know what? I, I'm a riverboat gambler. Yeah, yeah, and a sex and, worker. A sex worker, why? That's how I earn my money to gamble on the right. riverboat. Sure. Um, Makes sense. And, uh, the rooms are really horrible on a riverboat. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, and the buffet stinks. It's horrible. And, and, <laughs> it's always uh, fish. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of senior citizens. It's just, uh, you know, I, I went, I used the locker room. It was like, it was like showering with the cast of Cocoon. You know, it was <laughs> unbelievable. But, but I'm taking the Jags, baby. You're taking the Jags. Yep. Wow. The Jags are on a roll right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went to Waffle House after the the giant victory the other night. Uh, I got to say, I have respect for that. Um, I don't think there are any Waffle Houses in Kansas City. Kansas City is going to whoop that ass. I know, I know. There's, we don't have any Perkins out here, and we don't have the Village Inn out here, and we don't have any Waffle Houses out here either. Yeah, you're missing out, baby. V. Uh, Coop says, I'm calling a Jags victory. The owner of the Jags' son owns a wrestling company, and I hate his guts right now, so I would never pick the Jags in this game. All right. The other game on Saturday, Saturday evening on Fox. The first game is at 3.30 my time, so 1.30 your time on NBC. Second game is 7.15 my time, 5.15 on the West Coast. On Fox, the 9-7-1 New York football Giants, who, by the way, last week impressed the shit out of me, beating Minnesota the way they did. Yeah, that was yeah. that was not the same team the Cowboys beat twice this year. That was a different New York Giants team. They're on the road in the city of brotherly poop, also known as Philadelphia, taking on the Eagles, who are fourteen and three. Philly is a seven and a half point favorite. Well, I tell you why. I I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if I hit my head. Maybe I have a concussion. I'm going with the Giants. Whoa, the New York football giants. It's time to play some tackle football, people. Um, Joe, maybe I hit my head too, or it could be my disdain for the city of Philadelphia. I'm taking the giants. And I have an underlying reason that I'll get to in a little bit. But I'll take the giants in that game. Sunday. Two o'clock my time, noon on the West Coast on CBS. We have the game that was stopped just a few weeks ago. The 12 and 4 Cincinnati Bengals taking on the 11 and 3, or 13 and 3 Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are a five and a half point favorite. 
Now that'll be in Buffalo. Of course, it'll yes. be uh, it'll be freezing. Boy, I'll tell you what. I I'm a big <laughs> Bengals and the Bills man. And you know what'll happen is uh, the heart attack kid, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, Demar Hamlin. He's gonna probably show up at this one. It'll fire everybody up. The oh, Buffalo yeah. Bills will go crazy, but the Bengals are gonna beat them. Whoa, whoa! I mean, Joe, I agreed with everything you said. They are going to roll out Hamlin at that game, and that crowd is going to go ape shit. And the players are going to be hyped. I am taking the Bills at home. Wow. And I, you know, I don't blame you though. I mean, Josh Allen is something, man. He's something else. But I'm, I'm just, I just got a crazy feeling this uh, weekend, and so I, I'm going to take uh, the Bengals because uh, they're, they're a damn good football team. I'm kind of thinking that it's going to be. Uh, the uh, the Bengals and the uh, Niners in the Super Bowl. So. Interesting. Well, we 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 haven't got to that game yet, but we'll get there, I guess, right now. Um, hold on a second. Let me make sure I've got everything. Uh, wait, where did it go? Hold on a second. Just uh, ta -ta -ta -ta. oh, it used to be in there. Is it in the newest drops? Well, criminy sakes. Uh, hold on one second here, uh, Joe. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, the final game of the playoff weekend is a rivalry like no other rivalry out there. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. The 12-5 and five Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Joe, you've picked every road team so far. Interesting. The 12-5 and five Dallas Cowboys are on the road. Against the 13-4 and four San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, Arnie, it looks like me and you are going to bet that we're going to suit up. We're going to put on our cleats. We're going to put on our helmet. And it looks like we're going toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose. You know I'm taking the Niners. Not a bad pick. Now, I will say that I do believe that the Niners are probably the most talented top-to-bottom team in the NFC. I can't deny that. Uh, the Cowboys played a lot better on Monday night. The defense wasn't out on the field as long as they usually are, thanks to Dak Prescott and his interceptions. A uh, rivalry like none other with the San Francisco 49ers. A few weeks ago, we celebrated the 42nd anniversary. I didn't celebrate it. Assholes celebrated it. Pam, yes, I just called you an asshole. Of the catch. The worst moment in my sports history. The catch. <laughs> there is absolutely, positively, no way in hell I would ever, ever, pick that terrible team from Santa Clara over my beloved. My pick? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! By the way, that statement right there was said at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. Yeah, that was at least close. Now, of course, the 49ers play in Santa Clara. What, uh, what city do the Dallas Cowboys play in? Uh, Arlington. There we go. <laughs> and, they, and before that, they played in Irving. 
Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. There used to be an urban in Texas. We right. haven't we uh, haven't played in Dallas since the the Dallas Texans were around, and we had to play them at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> the Cotton Bowl. That, that's where yeah, the Cowboys Is that gone, or are they still doing monster truck rallies there? You know what's so funny about the Cotton Bowl is the Cotton Bowl did all this re uh, uh, all this rehab on it. It's still a terrible fucking place, right? Right. But they play the Texas OU game there. Half the stadium's red, like dirty shit red. And then the other half is a beautiful burnt orange. It's like you're looking at a sunset that God put out just for you that day. I know. I know. And the then, Cotton uh, Bowl game that's played on January 1st is no longer played in the Cotton Bowl. It's played at Jerry World. Now, that yeah, makes zero yeah. sense to me that the Cotton Bowl is not played in the Cotton Bowl. Well, you know what? The the Tax Slayer Bowl isn't played <laughs> uh, at the IRS offices either. So, I, you know, stuff happens. It's called progress. I don't like it. You know, now somebody else assigns your, uh, your sex. Uh, I, myself, am non-binary. I won't yeah. be labeled. Good. Good for you, Joe. Good for you. You can go in the women's bathroom anytime you want. I agree. Yeah, I will identify as a woman when the Swedish bikini team goes in there to use the bathroom. <laughs> I will identify as a toilet seat. Oh, ouch. Yeah, you nasty, a nasty boy. Uh, all right, Joe, that does it for us this week. Thank you. You are gold as usual. Every time... I, I, my my faith in broadcasting gets stronger every week that I have you on the show. Well, you know, there's, you know, when they started grouping me with Edward R. Murrow. Right, right. You know, I mean, a lot, a lot of people get thrown in, you know, with Edward R. Murrow. I mean, I've heard a couple of Geraldo Rivera comparisons, sure. but other than that. Cronkite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know, who, who's the guy? Who's the guy that uh, that made up Brian Williams? <laughs> oh, Brian Williams, Dan Rather. Hell, I see even a little uh uh the guy from To Catch a Predator in you. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Hansen. What are you doing here? Chris Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comes out of the bathroom. I mean, that's just crazy. By the way, Chris Hansen is doing live shows in Vegas now. I'm not kidding. He's on the strip in Vegas doing live, I guess, stand-up. I don't know. Uh, that, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's bizarre. I, Chris Hampton, I mean, that. Uh, <laughs> what, what does he do? I mean, what does he do? You know, it used to be, you know, because to me, one of the most boring people who's got, like, a great job is, uh, is Carson Daly. Oh, God. What an uh, idiot. Carson Daly is the network's Chris Payne. Joe, I'm letting you go. That was a home okay, run. Okay, buddy. I love you, buddy. Love you too, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Let's tell Joe Murphy. Um, real quick, can you believe saying that that saying was 30 years ago? I know, right? That's incredible. Wow. Longhorn Wiener's dad says, it's 1056 and OU still sucks. You're goddamn right it does. And Sassy Pammy says, oh, boo-hoo, get over it. Ha, ha, ha. All right, we will take a break. We come back the last hour of the show today. 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Mustang Sally. 
Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away Here they have a lot of fun Putting trouble on the run Man, you find the old and young Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're Twisting the night away Here's a man in evening clothes How he got here I don't know But man you ought to see him go Twisting the night away He's dancing with the chicken slacks She's moving up and back Oh man there ain't nothing like Twisting the night away They're twisting Twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting Twisting They're twisting the night Let's twist a With the older queen Who's dolled up in her diamond rings And twisting the night away Man, you ought to see her go Twisting to the rock and roll Here you find the young and old Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting, man Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're Twisting the night one more time Their anniversary 
was first woman to ever actually suck all the chrome off a trailer hitch. Turns out the former prince, current simp, is a bit of a dipshit. Yes, yes, indeed. If you weren't here for yesterday's show, look here. You missed out on some comic gold that you can hear. All you got to do is go to ArnieRadio.com. You log in. You, you, you join. You log in. We got to talk about memberships uh, on Monday. We got, uh, we got appointment radio on Monday. Um, but, uh, yeah, you go there, you download whatever show you want. There's at least a 1,000 shows up there, and you can enjoy. Cowboy Girl says, uh, love this song, won a twist competition in Tahoe, do the twist in heaven pops. There you go. Jack Rabbit Slims, that was the scene in Pulp Fiction, that the only one that Jen remembers. Uh, loving the old school jams. Yeah, now, see, I love Chuck Berry, Berry's version of that. I do. I, I really love it. But I also love Bob Seger's version. Bob Seger's version, uh, this is You Never Can't Tell by, by Chuck Berry. This is C'est La Vie, which is the same thing in French, but by Bob Seger. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished away. You could see the P.A.D. What a voice. I love Bob Seger. Bob Seger's fantastic. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I saw this story this morning, and I about fell out of my chair. We got to go back in, in time a few months, just a few. Don't worry. I, I'm not taking you on any kind of space trip. There you go. There you go. And it was right around the time that the Country Music Hall of Fame was about to open their doors from some new members. Now, I, I don't think I have any of their music in here, do I? Uh, no. Oh, n- no, I, I do not. Hold on a second. Let me go to the browse part. Um. 
And now the young monsieur. That wasn't supposed to happen. The. Hold on a second. I, I, I got to get the. Do you think Quentin T. will get canceled for saying the N-word in Pulp Fiction? Well, uh, uh, I mean, he says it in all his movies, so no. I, I know that's a joke, but it, you don't give people fucking ammunition. That movie is too good. Does everybody remember this song? It has a new ending. Mama, I found someone Like you said would come along Mama, are you going to sing? No, oh my God. Oh dear God. Boy, that's tasteless right there. That That's shock jock shit right there. Naomi Judd, Mama Judd, if you will, shot and killed herself last summer before getting into the Country Music Hall of Fame and before a, a whirlwind tour with her daughter, Nona. Well, some photos have been released from the scene of the suicide including a note that was right next to the bed, a little yellow pop-up note. I'll share it with y'all. Uh, I see there was an update on Alec Baldwin Rush shooting. Yes, they are going to uh, they are going to charge him with involuntary manslaughter, rightfully so. Um, on the note, it says do not underlined. Let Winona come to my funeral. She's mentally ill. Kettle, you're black. Naomi told Ashley, break a leg. Ashley retorted, blow your brains out. So uh, she left a note, and, and the word not was underlined. Naomi Jed left a suicide note insisting her daughter, Winona, was barred from her funeral and claimed she was mentally ill. The note was a, uh, among a series of documents released by Williamson's County Sheriff's. Winona did not live up to the note, and she did attend the funeral. Did she say Ashley's movies are horrible? I, I don't have that note yet. Maybe let, let, let me read a little further into the story. She might be mentally ill, but she has the brains of the family. Uh, a public series of notes written by a deputy who attends the crime scene saying Naomi had threatened to kill herself half a dozen times. Um... The Judd's daughter, Winona, and her husband tried to prevent police report from being made public, but dropped it in December. Oof, there's a crime scene photo. Well, that's grisly. It uh, showed her uh, grand bed covered in blood that stained the sheets and pillows tragically. Yeah, that's what blood tends to do. Her husband was in Europe at the time of her death of 33 years. That's not peculiar or strange. She threatened to kill herself half a dozen times. Guns were involved. She locked herself in her bedroom. She would threaten to shoot people who took her out. But Winona was the one that was mentally ill. 
Funny story, when Blake and I started dating, he told me that I looked like Winona Ryder. I thought he meant Winona Judd, and I was so offended and su- in such a state of what the fuck until I finally realized who he was saying, and I told him, I thought you were saying I looked like that fat pig country singer Winona Judd. <laughs> oh, saying that about Winona is just empty-headed. Jeez, what a photo. Shocking. Atrocious. She could have at least made the bed first, right? I mean, come on. Tuck yourself in before you do that. Good Lord, there's a picture lower down there. I didn't remember Ashley Judd being that titterific. Good Lord, she had some work done. And then the old pictures of the, the judge. I, let me just tell you. I got to tell you the truth. I worked in country radio at the time the judge were popular. I got to say it right now. I'll, I'll say it, uh, it, and I'm not trying to besmirch the dead or anything like that. I fucking hated them. To this day, I hate them. And they put out some sort of country does a tribute to Leonard Skinner, and they had Winona, I think, do Freebird. No. Uh-uh. That's sung by one man and one man only. His name is Ronnie Van Zant. The end. Goodbye. She didn't make the bed, but she did paint the ceiling. (laughs) Oh, man. Good Lord. All right. So there's there's your update on the Judds. Wow. Boy, that's a family that just did not really care for each other. Now, somebody that we don't like, somebody that we've never liked because we like Joe Exotic, and that's that bitch Carol Baskins. A story was released yesterday that Carol Baskin's husband, the guy who was missing forever, Don Lewis, may in fact be alive. (laughs) Clip of Baskin's is shown where she says she possibly received documents from Homeland Security detailing Don's whereabouts. She denied ever being involved in her second husband's disappearance. When contacted by uh, media, Baskins provided a link to her Big Cat Rescue Organization, which showed a screenshot of paperwork from the episode. By the way, there's no truth to this. There is no proof that Don Haskins is alive anywhere, or Don Lewis, but Baskin. Uh, when they presented a letter that looked to be from Homeland Security saying Don was alive and well five years after I saw him last, then I reached out to the FBI and I said, I want a copy of that letter. And I said, I want to know what that says because part of it was redacted and I don't know who people were involved because I'm a bitch. Uh, My name is Carol Baskins. This is what they're trying to distract us from on the raid of the Trump's house. From what I read, she was going to get gussied up, go out and paint the town red. Well, sadly, she didn't get past her bed. <laughs> she did paint, though. Imagine the supergroup of suicidal musicians. Michael Hutchinson. Well, that was autoerotic. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Naomi. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Dexter from uh, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. By the way, Homeland Security did not reach out or reach back to the uh, 
the people that wrote the story. Zach says this is what Homeland Security is doing, not looking into Hunter, Hunter's laptop or the China link to the Biden administration. Nope, nope. No, Homeland Security is looking for Don Lewis because they want to clear the name of that bitch, Carol Baskins. Good old Carol Baskins. Said no one ever. Am I getting any hate on uh so no, I I don't have any hate on social media right now. That's good. All the rest oh, I, I I I left the wrestling group, so that's good. I have to fucking deal with these mouth breathers ever again. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, next story. I don't know if you guys have been watching TV, um, but the last day or so, they have bombarded us. With the trailer for Magic Mike 3... Ooh, I want to watch her pee. This one stars the voluptuous Salma Hayek. It's the movie based on a a stripper movie that Channing Tate Yum was in. Then he made Magic Mike 2, and now we've got Magic Mike 3 coming out. Is that enough for young Channing Tate Yum? No. Channing Tatum, I hate you. I hate your guts. I, I, I really, really do. Because now Channing Tatum's production company has secured the rights and is planning on recreating a movie. Um... That movie, I, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Uh, I I, I want to find. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, this is not the version that was in that movie, but Elvis's version is too good. The movie that he wants to recreate. Oh. oh, oh. He wants to take over the role of New York investment banker Sam Wheat from the movie Ghost. That role was played by the one and only Patrick fucking Swayze. Can we say stop enough? The bullet train actor, Channing Tatum, barely had a fucking cameo in that. Blue Hawaii. Um, added that he could potentially play the late Patrick Stewart's role in the supernatural thriller written by Bruce Joel Rubin, directed by Jerry Zucker. Um, let's see. Could Channing Tatum play the role that Patrick Swayze uh, did? Survey says. Oh, Channing, that's not good. Uh, a thousand people asked the question, uh, is Channing Tatum a great answer? 
A lot of people said yes. Survey says no. No points. What is this surge on Sir Patrick Swayze movies? Hmm? I, I, I mean, with the magic mics, you've already recreated all the dirty dancings. We're redoing the greatest guy movie of all time. Roadhouse. With no guys in the movie, with no men in the movie at all. And now this. Let me tell a little story here about that movie. Do you want to know why? Look, first of all, I'm sensitive to the movie because it's got Patrick Swayze in it. When that movie came out, when, when did Ghost come out? Hold on a second here. Now, this wasn't me. No. The movie came out in 1990. Perfect time. You know why this movie so this is this is a movie that that people my age in the theater this was the first time you probably got to finger blast your girlfriend was during this movie the whole fucking building the clay pot gayness of that I, I I'm just telling you this right now don't do it do not do it I mean I mean I, Who are you gonna play? Who's gonna play Demi Moore? Demi Moore can't. She's a hundred years old. So, so what are you gonna do now? You, you gonna get Brie Larson? Okay, there you go. Whoopi Goldberg. Who are you gonna get? Leslie Jones now. All right, so now it's a comedy. Carl the Killer. You can get anybody for that. Willie Lopez. Anybody for that? Vincent Chevelli, the Subway Ghost. You can't get anybody to do that character. That is him and him alone. He'll redo Ghost, but the love interest will be Jonah Hill. Probably. I can't believe that Jonah Hill made a movie with Eddie Murphy and it's coming out on Netflix. And I actually want to watch it because Eddie Murphy's in it. Mm. I'm rubbing my temples because... People ask me this a lot, and I don't have an answer for them because I ask the same question. That question is, what's wrong with Hollywood? Is there no one there that has an original idea? Or is the fact that the studios are so fucking strict and, and tight wound that they don't wanna they they, they they don't wanna invest a lot of money in a movie that could be good? Instead, they give a shit like that movie that, that about that kid who committed suicide, and then the other kid was like his friend, and it was a musical. That made zero money. I mean, look at the movies they're making now. They're, they're crap. There was some movie about some kid and his mom, and there was a framed picture, and I guess he stole it because the museum blew up, and he had it for 20 years. Nobody wants to see that shit. Look, if you're going to make some sort of sensitive movie, there's got to be some titty in there. I'm just telling you. Got to be a little tit. Okay? Just just a little bit. Look, look. I'm not going to see it because I don't go see sensitive movies. 
But see, just like the NFL, this, this, is where, this is where Hollywood needs to learn from the NFL. You want to make money, you got to get guys to go to the movies too. You can make all the rom-coms you want. You can make all the chick flicks you want. You want guys to go in there, maybe two, three times to see it, you put a little tit in there. I'll definitely go see if Eddie Murphy's in it. He's the fuck you, man. That's such a... Gus, your wife's a, your wife's a Bigfoot. The kids stuck their head in the water. They pull out fish, and they say, Goonie Goo Goo. The fuck does Goonie Goo Goo mean? Oh. You know, I have a rule that I live by, and I don't ask that one question of, what's next? I mean, they ruined Point Break. They're going to ruin Roadhouse. And now they're going to ruin Ghost. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They ruined Red Dawn first. Really? Chris Hemsworth is replacing Patrick Swayze, Sir Patrick Swayze? I've honorary knighted him, by the way. That's why I call him Sir Patrick Swayze. Another reason? He's a Texan. Don't fuck with him. So if bros had titties in it, you wouldn't you would have seen it? Well, I would watch it on cable at least, just for the fucking titty part. I'd fast forward to the titty part, but only if they're good titties. I mean I, I mean if it's Selma Hayek's titties, yeah, I'd I'd look at those. If it's Maggie Gyllenhaal's, no thank you. Look, they, they, there's so much titty like like there there's there's rules for titty. You want guys to go to movies and you put titty in there, you got to put good titty in there. Can't put bad titty in there. I don't want to see Wanda Sykes' titties. Shit, that would be looking at, at, at Lori Lightfoot titties, too. Gross. I only saw Debbie Does Dallas for the titties. Exactly. Because that was a rom-com. Oh, Arnie Top Gun Maverick saved the box office last year. You goddamn right it did. And Avatar is probably going to do the same thing this year for the box office. It's going to help it out. I'm gonna. I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the Nicolas Cage vampire movie. Uh, th- that has got to be good. That is. I, I can't wait till that shit comes out. That looks fucking awesome. Would you mind seeing Adele's titty now? That's not good titty. Come on now. Damn it, you make it three quarters through the way she Hello. Oh, come on, Jen. It's me. Yeah, I know it's you. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I don't want to meet you. No, not at all. And I don't want to see your titties either. How do you know they're bad titties until you see them? That's a decent question. I'm not glad you asked it, but I will answer it. You got to look at the chick. See, see, the, the 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 titties are a whole package. In movies, we saw Bo Derek running on the beach in the movie Ten, running towards Dudley Dudley Moore. And every guy my age at that time, which was like ten or eleven, said, "Hey, we want to see them titties because she's hot." In the movie about Schmidt, when Kathy Bates let those things fly or sag, 
Nobody has ever looked at Kathy Bates and said, man, oh, man, I want to see her titties. I, 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 I will happily go through the records of mankind for you. I will go over every word spoken in English. There is not an American man out there who says, boy, my day would get better if I got to see Kathy Bates' titties. Jesus. Time Magazine's word of the day is titties. If you want to see Rosie O'Donnell's tits, go see the elephants at the zoo. Amen. What about Ellen Page titties? Oh, wait. Yeah, those are gone. Jen, don't uh, put filet mignon on a toilet lid, and you don't want to see Wanda Sykes titties. What if Wanda Sykes has the most incredible rack ever, just fucking trophies on her chest? Um, She doesn't. She doesn't, and let me just say. I guarantee. No, there's no way. Mm -mm, No. She doesn't. I don't want to see Whoopi Goldberg's titties. That ain't going to make any movie better. If you want lots of titties and full fronts, check out Hung. Okay, the second time you've mentioned that, I will get to it when I can. Um, It's not that we want to see titties. Look, look, look here. Look here. I don't go to movies and go, oh, I want to see titties. Okay, if I wanted that, I'd go to strippers. I've seen enough titties. If I really want to see titties, I'll just fucking watch some porn. Titties are like sprinkles in movies. You think about it. Titties are the sprinkle. You know, like, like, you know how only winners get sprinkles? That's the way it feels when you're in a movie and you got somebody like like, like somebody hot like, like, I don't know, at the time, Demi Moore in the movie Strip Tease. I still to this day have no idea what that movie's about. And fucking Burt Reynolds was in it, one of my all-time favorite actors. That movie is about one thing and one thing only, and that's Demi Moore's boobs. The end. The movie Wild Things. See, these are sprinkles. These are the sprinkles that are good. When Denise Richards shows off her boobies at that tender age of, what, 18 or 19 that she was, 42 minutes and 31 seconds into the movie, I've checked. Almost makes you weep. Because you're so, it, it, it's one of those gifts. And I'm not talking about a gif, I'm talking about a gift with a T. Uh, Fred says, hey, sometimes them big girls got amazing boobs. Okay, Fred. i tell you what, though. All, all right, fair enough. You're, you, you got me. Y'all got me on this one. Because I, I know for a fact that you would rather see Angela Lansbury's titties from Murder, She Wrote, than Denise Richards. Okay. I, I'll live in your world. I'll live in your world, and I'll fucking go kill on a killing spree. Ain't nobody wants to see Angela Lansbury titties, especially now that she's dead. Just the first name I could think of. Okay, here's one. Roseanne Barr, you want to see those hogs? You, I want to see them hogs come out. But they're remaking Ghost. 
Look at that. I took a terrible story about ghosts and made it into something beautiful. Titties. I'm going to do this story here. Hold on. I need to get the correct sound effect here. All right, I have it. Here's the headline. Americans traveling between the U.S. and Mexico see vacations turn into nightmares at the border. Golly! Wait, are, are, are you serious? Gun possession and even using the wrong traffic lane will, ha- will lead to fines and detainment at the U.S.-Mexico border. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Now, I know a lot of people still like to go to, like, the resorts of Mexico. They're talking about, like, the actual border crossing, like driving your car into Mexico. By the way, if you drive your car into Mexico, you deserve to get kicked in the nuts. Yeah, you just do because the car is going to be stolen. I'm just telling you that right now. Eight out of ten times gone. And let me just let me warn you about something. Don't take any wrong turns while you're in Mexico. Because you take a wrong turn, your face might get stitched to a soccer ball. A lot of people say, oh, the resorts are fine. The resorts are safe. Well, of course they are. That's the legitimate money that the cartels earn. Americans have been slapped with thousands of dollars in fines and faced hours of detainment for incorrectly using the pre-approved lane when driving across the border. One California resident said, they shackled me to a metal bench and I waited for three hours. I, I get these headaches when I do the show, when I see these stories. And it's got to be the stupidest reporting I've ever seen. You're telling me bad things happen on the U.S.-Mexico border? What? When did that become a problem? Oh, it's maybe the 800,000 immigrants that have illegally crossed over into the United States since the first of the year. Hey, border agents, you're arresting the wrong ones. Maybe, maybe you have a little, little saying in your booth there at the border. Now, I'm not saying this is a good one, but if they're white, they're all right. If they're brown, slow them down. I don't want to do the other one. The other one you guys might mock me too much for for being a racist. If you promise not to mock me for being a racist, I'll say it. I bet Bernie Sanders was happy to see some Kathy Bates titties. No, no, he wasn't. He likes young titties, too. Well, that's the only because you don't know if she's got a fucking bomb titties because you're not giving her a chance. No, no, I'm not. 
I don't either, but Demi Moore was hot in that, yeah. Only reason why I watch Showgirls, oh, absolutely, to see Elizabeth Perkins yams. When I saw Beer Fest in the theater, there was like five pair of tits in the first ten minutes of the movie. I knew it was going to be a winner. Who would you rather see, Angela Lansbury or Queen Elizabeth? Oh, Queen Elizabeth a hundred times. Uh, I disagree. Plus-size girls' boobs are just boobs. I mean, even plus-size girls need loving. But if you have to choose a plus-size girl boobs versus Victoria's Secret boobs, we all know what guys are choosing. Right, we're, we're choosing to go eat barbecue. We need a Stewie Duh. Oh, wait, wait, I haven't. I, boy, I, do I still? I think I still have it, don't I? Duh! There it is. They should have been in the proper lane, entitled motherfuckers. I'm not sure they were like, I'm an American. I can drive wherever they want. I don't know if it's labeled right. I'm not sure how all that works, but yeah. B. Coop, that wasn't quite where I was going. Uh, Donald nailed it there. There it is. Uh, yeah, V. Coop, no, no, I, I, I wasn't going to say if they're black, hang them out back. No, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say if they're black, send them back. But we didn't do that. Look, this is comedy. This is what comedy is. Comedy has levels of pain. Comedy has these things that, that sometimes make you go, whew, damn, that was funny. I mean, there's only been one joke on TikTok that I've never finished the punchline to because I I really kind of felt rotten. It's about Magic Johnson. Like, what did Magic Johnson get from the barbecue? AIDS. Now, see, and he doesn't even have AIDS. You have to say HIV. And, and, and I like Magic, so I, I can't do that shit. The only solution is a white revolution. Man, I don't know where people get the bad idea that I'm some sort of bigot. <sighs> uh, okay, this show is taking a wrong turn, too. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're, we're getting back on track, though. Um, I, I love the fact that they say there are problems at the U.S. border and people are not happy about it. Really? I mean... Golly! Idiots. What did magic stand for? My ass got infected, coach. Oh, dear Lord. Now, yesterday on the show, I decided to have a little fun. Now, this is why, see, this is why I have people like Dan in my life because, and I'm not saying that y'all got butt hurt. I know one person didn't like what I was saying. And it was about the oldest polar bear in captivity in America who was going through renal failure, and they were about to put the polar bear down. Now, I went on to say, man, oh, man, think of the fundraising they could have done by selling the opportunity to kill said polar bear. And I said that not to be shocking or or anything like that. I said that because polar bears are fucking evil. And once again, this is why I had such a good day yesterday. is because stories like this fell in my lap. I know that Cowboys Girl sent this to me. I had it already, and I had sent it to Hang Down Jen because she was the one who did not like my idea of hunting the polar bear. 
on Tuesday in Alaska. A polar bear chased multiple residents inside of a community. State troopers said that the Department of Public Safety website that the bear fatally attacked an adult woman and a boy. So uh, let me let me let me clear that up for you since it's written in Canadian and I can speak Canadian. Um Oh, Canadian, Alaskan. I can speak Alaskan. Um It ate a mother and a kid. It came in there and just said, Racha. It, it just walked in the neighborhood, said, Hey, I'm the big polar bear, and. Uh, it chased multiple residents as well. Troopers said in a post to the Department of Public Safety that the bear, bear fatally attacked an adult woman and a boy at the same time. A local person was able to shoot it. The incident occurred in the town of Wales on the Seward Peninsula, which is located in the western part of the state next to the Bering Sea. I, for one, was fucking proud of that bear. To eat a mother and a child? No. They're obviously in his territory. No, they weren't in his territory. He went into their community. Um, wants to be in the cold middle of nowhere. Serves him right. Move back to the safety of the real world. Polar bears said Alaskan village people taste like chicken. I just tell you, if I was a cop and, and that guy, the, the, the sniper or... The SWAT team leader says, execute, execute, execute. I'm going full Gatling gun on that thing. Yep, chump, chump, motherfucker. They need to move their town. Uh, Here's a positive to me. Snow camping this weekend. There's no bears, hibernation, and there's no polar bears where I'm going. Good. Seward is a big town. The bear didn't give a fuck. Well, there you go. That bear just walked in and said, I'm a bear. Let's not remember that nature is not your friend, and Alaska is truly not your friend because they have more nature than anybody. This is the same state that sends out um, alerts to parents of elementary school kids. No, not because one is taken or one has been, you know, diddled there at school. They send reports out to make sure you walk your kids to school safe and sound because eagles are out and they will pick up your children. But hey. I'm saying go full Samuel L. Jackson on that bear and waste that motherfucker. You can be excused from work if a moose is in your yard. Well, yeah, because I want to go home and see that. Preview. Uh, yeah, I, I will see a moose in my yard. 
but I will do it from across the street in my car that's running. Alaska is not your friend because their nature is also fucking cold. Oh, and the full part about the predator animals and such. Yeah, yeah, lots of them there. That, that one short now that, that Poli the polar bear has uh, taken a, a dirt nap. I would have enjoyed being able to kill him, but that's just me. You know, I want to do this story right now. Um, well, if it's a moose on skates, well, that's funny on another show. George Santos, the, this idiot from the Republican Party who's representing Long Island in the House of Representatives that people are telling him, please step down, please step down. You're a liar. We're finding this out. Well, we found out something more about him yesterday, something I did not need to know. Uh-uh. I'm going to get this story for you and post it on here so you can see it too. George Santos was a Brazilian drag queen who used the name Kitara. Now there are reports out there that the Republicans are ready to boot him out. Why? Because he lied on his identity. Photos emerged Wednesday of Republican Representative George Santos living as a drag queen in named Kitara in 2008. By the way, they put him on two committees yesterday. Can't be any good committees. He's probably on the committee to investigate the the pooping habits of the North American raccoon. Uh-huh. There you go. That's fantastic. George Santos. So this guy, uh, Zach says, this guy can't lie, but the president can lie since 1997. Hey, look, it's rules for thee, not me. Drag queen, now the Democrats uh, can't wait to uh, want him booed. They're like, fuck, what do we do now? No kidding. Jen, once again, uh, you guys are asking great questions today. It's like you guys went to journalism school. And I'm not trying to put you down. These are great questions. Jen says, how in the fuck did he get elected, and how did he not think these things would come to light? Because nobody thinks about the consequences. If he's a transgender, is that what I'm saying? Or a drag queen? Not transgender. And you took a picture of it, it's somewhere, and you're going to need to come clean on that one. Okay, chick with a dick. I don't care. He's a drag queen, but uh, a little transparency would be nice. Yeah, sure. 
I think there's going to be no problem getting those 142,000 signatures that he's demanding. All right. Wait a second. I missed one. <sighs> Dateline, uh, Centennial, Colorado. A man became violently ill over the weekend after eating a Taco Bell burrito. Now, that, 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 that could happen to anybody. Here's where the story gets interesting. It was a Taco Bell burrito that contained rat poison. Let's see, around 1 p.m. on January 15th, the sheriff's officer responded to a Taco Bell. In Centennial, for a disturbance, deputies found that there was a heated exchange between a customer and employee due to the soda machine not working. The customer was eventually given an extra burrito and went home. Several hours later, a hospital contact, uh, contacted the sheriff's office and reported that they were caring for a patient who had eaten at Taco Bell and ingested rat poison. Oh, boy. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that there was any way this was a, a, a coinky dink? So we'll say what we want to, Skippy Lou. And the IRS and the FBI and everybody we've been turned into can eat my dirty socks on live TV. And lo and behold, that wasn't a coinky dink. That was the providence of God. I don't know if it was the providence of God. I love how preachers say God. God. Several hours later, the hospital contactor said that Taco Bell had ingested rat poison. Investigators determined that the sick individual was the same person involved in their earlier disturbance. Deputies responded to his home, the hospital, and Taco Bell to begin investigation. They learned from the victim they had gone home, done chores, watched TV before eating food, and he purchased earlier. Um... Rat poison? Really? You, you, you think you're not going to get caught putting rat poison in somebody's food? For several hours later, he had explosive diarrhea. This is the finger in the chili again. Oh, that happened in San Jose. That was a fantastic story. That lady was, that lady was fucking, ugh. Oh. Two things, Arnie, today is the anniversary of the Tuck Rule and the second Peeps to release a Dr. Pepper. Oh, God, Peeps are going to release a Dr. Pepper. A heat exchange over soda machine just want to be there 10 years now when he retells the story hearing poisoning experience over his heated altercation of a soda machine. Which co-worker ratted him out, Yeah. That's just funny. And see, here's the other thing that this country is doing, and, and I don't understand it. Um, 
we listen to the worst people and we don't allow the people who have good common sense voices to do what's Ameri- for America to be heard. Well, Thunderdome's coming. I'm telling you. Keep this shit up. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. You know what? Let's do this story here. Guys, I have a little blue book, blue blueprint for life. It, it's a few pages long. We're not going to go over them all here. But I, what I will say is that if you ever meet a gal... who's into serial killers a little bit too much and and watches all those weird discovery things and and death things, you need to run. You you need to go. Okay, because that gal is a tad bit mentally unhitched. This story came all the way from Great Britain. It's about 27-year-old Shea Groves. She's a young lady there. The mother of one, a true crime fan who had pictures of serial killers like Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer on her bedroom wall, allegedly knifed Mr. Fitzgerald in the neck and chest 22 times after flying into a jealous rage when she checked his phone and found out he'd been mentioning a 13-year-old girl. Okay, well, you did some justice to society there. Jurors at her trial at Winchester Crown Court heard how she was obsessed with Fitzgerald's performance in the bedroom with their sex life, including bondage, dominance, submission, and masochism. Uh, let's see. Father Fitzgerald to die after stabbing him in her home in Havant, Hampshire in July 22. That's where it happened. The killing of Frankie Fitzgerald is likely to be a crime of passion driven by jealousy, says. I've stopped caring about her. Look, there's a bunch of stories out there that I'd like to see people go to jail for. This one. I mean, we had breaking news this morning about Alec Baldwin. Mm-mm-mm. I just gotta sit back and laugh. This, uh, uh, if I don't laugh, then it'll be it'll just hurt too much. All right, last story here. Uh, all right, uh, now I have to find said music. There we go. Idiots. Oh, this guy, this guy's a real ham hawk jerk off. Paul DeGelder of California was attacked in 2009, where he actually lost two limbs in a sudden and awful shark attack. Gelder didn't want to be like most people in his positions. He wanted to talk to people about this. The owner says that Gelder developed a completely different view. He wanted to get closer to the animals and learn all that he could about it. 
so stupid. So now this motherfucker is going back in the water with sharks. Today he passionately devoted to saving sharks all over the world because of the ripple effect of their existence has on humans. No, the only effect that they have on humans is... I heard Shark Dude was going to speak at the White House, and old Sleepy Joe said to the audience, give him a hand. Oh, God love you. Oh, this is too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I thank him for his service. He, he was a, in the Australian Army. I think that's great. But he wants to take on great white sharks? Hey, buddy, you can have the job. I don't even need the Rooney Rule to be reinstated here where you got to bla- ask black candidates there. Nope, 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 you got it. The pay all the free shark meat you can eat. How about that? No, you need stuff else? Okay, we'll pay you a little bit then. Uh, that is going to do it for us today, as family. Uh, join us tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Why? Because uh, you're in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And uh, and tomorrow's Friday. I, am I getting that right? Am I saying that correctly? Friday? Holy shit.
got to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. 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 He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.